Hey, 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 and welcome to Hashtag The Chit Show. I'm Ashley Chitty, and I am so happy that you guys are here today. Are you ready to chit-chat about all the things, start having some real talk? If so, this is where it's at. I hope you guys are ready to come on this journey with me. Let's go. Hey, hey, hey. All right, well, it's part two. The day I leave. Oh, man. I know I mentioned that I was living in an apartment complex. So in that apartment complex, it was gated. And we had like this rinky-dinky remote. And the remote would never work. It would work here and there, I mean, to get out. Like, you'd have to sit there at that gate and just press it, press it. It'd have to hit it ever so slightly, like the little red button would have to hit uh, the sensor ever so slightly or in the right spot and then the gate would open and it was slow to open like it was so annoying so the day that I decide to leave I think that my ex-husband is gone I think that he is um he had joined the navy so he was on a ship and I think that he was out to sea that day for a couple of days maybe a week I can't remember but my friends and I Uh, decided that that would be the day that I would move my stuff out. And I was only going to take what I could fit into my little Honda Civic. Um, My friends were going to help. I was going to move in with my uh, coworker and, you know, she had a bed for me or, and we had, we just, you know, we were going to figure it out. The first step was just to leave, just to leave. And um, so I do that. We are, she is there. We are moving our stuff, my stuff out. We are just hightailing it. And I remember it being so hot. Like it's one of those days in San Diego that the sun was just out to play. And we loaded my car. I mean, like, I don't even know if there was a spot that any, like a bug could fit. And, um, you know, I thought that this is going to be the first day of my next life. Like this is going to be hard, but yet I got to do this, right? I mean, he had just been so vicious. He had just been so awful. Like he would, I would think that he was gone and at work and I would come home and I'd be on the phone and he'd be hiding. He'd be hiding in another room or a closet trying to listen to my conversations and then scare the snot out of me. You know, I remember one time, like, Uh, I had a work thing to do. He didn't believe me, but yet I still stayed after work. I was starting to find reasons not to come home, but then would have to suffer the consequences at home. The verbal abuse, sometimes physical, I would have to suffer that, you know, but I was to that point to where I was almost like willing for it to happen because I did not want to go home. And, you know, like he just would like want people to come over, which I thought was very weird. And then he would embarrass me in front of like other people, like say things about me, so demeaning, degrading, and just, it was awful. So I knew it was the time and it was the perfect time. I felt like this, there was going to be no better time to leave than now. So we load up my car and sure enough, it was one of those days I thought he was gone. It's like he knew what I was like planning I don't know to this day if he if he heard or overheard or I don't know. And there he was. I had told my friend to go ahead that I would meet her at the house, at her house with my stuff. So I was there by myself. I felt safe because, I mean, he was gone, right? Supposed to be. And then all of a sudden, he emerges. And y'all, I was in my car. Thank God I was in my car. 
And he stood in front of it and would not let me pass, would not let me go. I'm backing up. I'm saying I'm going to, you know, run over you. I'm going to like, like we're done. This is over. I'm leaving. Like you have to let me go. You know, this isn't right. Like I'm gone. I'm done. Um, you know, he just kept accusing me obviously of like cheating. Yeah. I wish I had, I wish I would. I mean, was there potential for relationships? Sure. I mean, let's not, I mean, let's not get things twisted. I mean, Control or no control, I was still the cat's pajamas. All right, toot toot. But there was no official cheating, not at all. And so, but I mean, I wish I would have. You know what I mean? So um, I said, if you don't get out of my way, I'm going to, I'm going to run you over. And he was like, you know, no, you won't because you're not that ballsy. And I'm like, well, all righty then. Well, here I go with my stick shift Honda Civic. And with that rinky-dink remote to that gate, and I'm like, I guess we're just going to do this. And I just put that car in first gear, and I hit the pedal to the metal, and I hit him with my car. You guys, I was praying that he wasn't dead. I didn't care if he was hurt, but I was just praying that he wasn't dead. I Then I also see him in my rearview mirror get up, and then I'm praying that this gate opens. Because it never opens. And I couldn't sit there and wait for it to slowly open. Well, that gate was broken, you guys. And it was wide open. God had a hand in that. And I plowed through that gate to never return to that place again. That's not true. I had to return to like drop off keys. But nonetheless, uh, to the front. I made sure that I was, you know, I had protection and that I had put a restraining order in place. But, you know, those things, they don't matter. But I definitely was never alone. Um, and the front office knew, you know, what I was going through. So we made sure to kind of like, you know, help that way where I wasn't there at the same time to drop off keys. Actually, I don't think I did drop off the keys. I think that my friend dropped off the keys. Um, but, you know, then he started showing up at my work. You know, he'd sit outside of my work all day long. You know, the guys there at work would scare him off. You know, I would take different routes home to my new house, making sure that he wasn't following me. I went to great lengths to make sure he didn't know where I was. Like, then he would be weeks where I wouldn't see him and think, okay, I mean, obviously he left phone calls. Obviously he left messages. Obviously he, you know, uh, wanted to find me. And that's just I thought, gosh, he'd be gone. Then I thought he moved back to Alabama and he hadn't. He was still there in San Diego. You know, the messages that he would leave, you know, they were so up and down. I'm sorry, I'll never do it again, obviously. Um, then it was, I hate you, you know. I mean, there was a time that I, w- I remember sitting on my bed with my mom and I was like, I wish he would just die. It's just so awful to say, you know, I mean... But that's how low I was because I thought I could never leave. And here I was, I had left, but I was still in his holds. I was still in his, what I felt like his grasp. Like he was going to get me, rein me back in. We'd been doing this song and dance for almost 10 years now. Like if I think a little over, like it was just enough was enough. Like enough was enough. And I just needed to, I don't know why I I didn't want to go back to, Alabama, I can tell you that. Like, I was not about to tuck my tail and move back. I was gonna, I was bound and determined to make this happen. I was happy in San Diego. I was 
truly happy. But you know, the night that kind of like made him finally leave me alone was a night I will never forget. It was a night that I thought that I was going to die. I had been out with friends and I had come back home. I'd been drinking. I'd come back home. If you live in San Diego, then you know there's no air conditioning in most homes. Um, And then the little studio apartment that I lived in had these like slats that you could pull out. Uh, They were like glass. Uh, They were like shutters, but they were like glass and that you could replace them so that they were like clamps. So then you could unclamp them and replace them if they, you know, needed to be replaced. If any were broken. And he had somehow snuck into my house that way because I left my windows open because, I mean, there was no air. It was summertime. And so he was able to get in there and hide like he does best. Um, I had given my neighbors like this, you know, signal that if I was ever in distress, but there he was and I had come home and I had passed out because I had been drinking and I woke up to him sitting on the bed with a knife and I thought this is it like this is where it all kind of ends I begged and pleaded with him I begged him not to do this you know I begged him like what do you want like you want me you want me back okay I'll I'll take you back fine let's do this let's let's be together is this truly what we're gonna do I mean is this really the relationship you want like come on And I had convinced him that I would leave with him. And I convinced him to go to the bathroom, take a shower. And he had been drinking as well. And when I convinced him to do that, I ran out of the house. And again, I feel like I need to give God the glory because, I mean, how would he have ever let me out of his sight? How did I ever convince him that this was going to be it, that I was going to come back to him? I mean, looking back, how stupid was he? Like, are you kidding? So, I mean, but thankful, thankfully, I was able to get away. And I had flickered my light and my neighbor just happened to be outside. And I ran up to her apartment and thank God because... It truly did save me. Called the police. She called the police. He was gone. Um, I'd already filed for divorce. He would not sign the papers. You know, he kept saying that we were going to reconcile. I mean, not over my dead body. And, but he just kept trying and trying and trying. Took years for me to get a divorce. Years. Years in, I was already with my husband now. Separated for so long. And like, would not get it. He would not sign it at all. So he eventually moves back to Alabama. I eventually carry on with my life, still fighting for a divorce for him. Thankfully, he's gone. He'd still call, try to get in my head. I mean, that went on for years. He would call like here and there and get in my head and think that he had some kind of power of control over me. I mean, yeah, okay. Like he'd make me feel sorry for him. I didn't. He, you know, this like poor pitiful me. Did I try to fall back into his trap a couple of times? Yeah, I mean, I was close. I was really, really close. But he knew it. I knew it. This was not, this was not for us. There was no way that this was ever going to work. It just was so bad and so far gone, so different. I mean, it just, it was not going to work. So I eventually moved on. And when I finally move on, it was good at first. And then once again, 
I kind of fall back into this kind of like selfish relationship where it was one-sided, where it, it never was for me. I think it was just for something that I just needed to have to just be able to move on from my ex-husband, but it, it was not healthy. He was older. It was not something that I should have been in. You know, it just, it, it, it just never should have been. It still felt controlled. It still felt very one-sided. Like it just wasn't right. And it's like, why do I have to keep repeating these patterns of then there's these insecurities. Like, why do I have such insecurities? Like, why am I like this? It's just so like, I look back and I could almost get so angry with myself for behaving that way. But I realize now it's a process that you have to just grow. You have to be a better person. It takes time. It took therapy. It took all these things to happen. I live with no regrets. I live absolutely with no regrets from these relationships that I were in. Although hard and dangerous, I live in regrets. And I, listen, the last one before my husband now, I I definitely played a role in how unhealthy that relationship was. Totally unhealthy. And I, I own that part. I own my part in that. And I definitely knew that I needed to make a change in my life in order to heal and grow and move forward. Eventually moved back home to Alabama and, um, you know, I end up meeting my husband now. We'd known each other for a long time. We'd went to high school together, but we reconnect. And I mean, it's like a fairy tale almost. It's like God knew what I needed. And I prayed for him essentially, or a man like him. And, you know, it just was the timing was all right. And it was just perfect. But yet here there was this one thing kind of cookie hanging in the balance, you know, like, am I ever going to get divorced? Will he ever sign these papers? Will he ever just let me go? And it was all about me not being able to have my um, last name back. I wanted my maiden name back before out of anything. I didn't care. Listen, my credit was terrible. I was going into this relationship with my husband now with zero like credit. Like when I say the lowest of, I was in the negative girl, negative. Like I did not have a pot to piss in nor a leg to stand on. But Patrick left me anyway. He took me anyway. He helped me. He, I grew. I became who I am because of him. I feel like I just owe him everything. He just helped me find me. He helped me find Ashley again. I knew she was there. I just needed to find her again. And he really, truly helped me with that. But I'll never remember that for his first deployment, I was down there. We were stationed, or he was stationed in Biloxi, uh, or Gulfport, Mississippi, but lived in Biloxi. And my phone just kept ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. Like, you know, 13, 14, 15 missed calls. You know, you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, like that's an emergency. Like what is going on? Like that's bad. It's an emergency. Somebody needs to get a hold of me. And then I listen to the messages and somehow my ex-husband has found my number again and is now calling me obnoxiously. I pick up that phone. I remove myself. I go outside. I call him back and I let him have it. I let him know real quick, you are not to call me ever again. 
He says he's going to find me. He says he's going to come get me. He says he's going to kill me. He says he's going to, you know, do everything he can to ruin that relationship. And I said, oh, yeah, you don't have to find me. I'll tell you where I'm at. Give you the address and all. I mean, listen, boo, you're feeling froggy? Then jump. I'm right here. Come one, come all. Hi ho, hi ho. Let's go. Never to be heard from him again. So was it me standing up to him? I don't know. But I told him, don't you ever call me again. Don't you ever feel like you can speak to me that way again. Goodbye. Sign those papers and move on. Goodbye. And he did. And it was what it was. And obviously, more happened. I mean, it wasn't all roses, you know, to get to where Patrick and I are right now. Because, you know, listen, when you've gone through that much trauma, it takes a lot to heal. You know, Patrick obviously had to endure you know, and watch and listen. And it was hard at times, you know, it's like, I remember him saying like, you know, how long am I going to suffer at the hands of this man? Like, you know, like how long am I going to suffer for this man's mistakes? Like, it's just not okay. You know? And he was right. Got back into therapy, worked really, really hard. I finally got on, um, you know, and was serious about my antidepressants and my anxiety meds. Like, it's just, I did not, you know, me having these anger issues and lashing out was still letting my ex-husband have control over now into this marriage. No, thank you. Mm -mm. Thank you. Next. No, that will not happen. And, you know, it was tough. But me being transparent about it, me opening up about it, me not giving anybody any more power to control me is what I have to do. I am who I am because of the things that I have been through. I have no regrets. I live with no regrets. I can only be stronger and grow. We can only be stronger and grow day to day and change the things that we can change. And obviously not let anybody control a situation other than us. It's hard. It's tough. It's sad. It's lonely. It's heartbreaking. But we can do it. We can get through it. And I wasn't going to let it happen again. I'm grateful and I'm thankful for my relationships. I'm also grateful. And I know as crazy as that sounds, I'm grateful for the life experiences that I've had. It really has molded me and shaped me into the person I am today. I feel like I'm better and better every single day. And I will never apologize for that. Right? Will you? No. So today's the day. If no other day, today's today to be better than yesterday. Do better than yesterday. And never allow yourself to fall into those kind of situations that where if you just need to be let out of, you just need a life jacket thrown to you. Take the help. If you need the help, it's there. Trust me, it's there. I love you today. I hope you message me. I hope you need me. I hope you want to hear more. I'm being vulnerable, opening up like this. It's hard. It's hard to relive some of those memories, but I want to. I I want this to be part of also the healing process for me still and for you. We're always going to be learning and growing and changing. And I, I want us to be 
together in this. So I love you today and I want you to know that I'm here and I want you to know that today is the day to make it better, to be a better you. And until next time. Thank you so much for listening today. If you loved today's episode, I'd love for you to share it on your social media with your friends and family. You can also find me on Instagram at hashtag chit show. Most importantly, if you want to keep listening in, just hit that fancy subscribe button because I know you're not going to want to miss out on hashtag chit show.